1: Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es
2: una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. First Story, as always, is brought to you by Airtel, um, by Vodafone Feather Together. Now, businessman Alfred Agbesi Guayomeh is tonight fighting the General Legal Council. Mr. Guayomeh is challenging the decision of the GLC to disbar and battle chief state attorney. Samuel Nequetete over the transfer of 400,000 cities into his wife's account by Mr. Woyome. The money was transferred by the businessman at a time the chief state attorney was leading the state's case against him in a high-profile case. Well, today, Mr. Woyome has been addressing a news conference a day after the decision of DLC went public. He insists he has never and will never pay a bribe. He claims the state prosecutor is being victimized. Listen to him, explain why he transferred the money.
3: Keep with Mr. Nekwe Tete, uh, it's, in all the, it's in all the documents that I've just sent you to. These are long issues and other things, but simply to put, Mrs. Nekwe Tete had become my friend and Nekwe Tete was facing, Mrs. Was facing a health issue which I cannot talk about here. Okay. And for that reason, I did that. And nobody gives bribe by asking the person, come to my bank, open an account in my bank. Eh? And then the person come and open an account in your bank, and you transfer money from your own account into her account. Bribe is not done that way. Eh? I've not given bribe before. Maybe (laughs) those who claim I don't know how to give bribe, maybe that's why I did it like that. No, we don't give bribe that way. So it was an account opened, which is traditionally what I do. Many of the people, politicians, both in NDC and MPP, high ranking, they wanted to go to London and things like that. I did the same thing to them. Those ones that are for uh, borrowing, I, I make sure that there is this trace. So the same thing was for Ms. Nekwe. You are a lady. You are a woman. So when I say that's a health problem, sometimes we, we we have wrongly persecuted this woman. It's bad. Yeah 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 It's my money. But considering the role that Mr. Nekwitete was playing in this Okay, case, good the concern
4: is that I'd, that transfer
3: could influence the
4: case
5: that the
3: was case, happening. okay. Mr Nekwitete had no discussion with me on this matter. I had no case and discussion with the Tete. He might have been coming with his minister uh, minister at that time and things like that. And therefore, even some of uh, the internal memos that I perchance have all indicate clearly that Neko was not in charge. There was a different case officer who was in charge. If you go into the court case, you see those who were in charge of the whole thing. See, I will want you to go into the court cases. Then this issue of, I'll say, I'll say it's a media house. You have research people, you have things, so that you can sit on authority that I can say, he did this, he did that, he did that. Mm-hmm. I had no discussion with Mr. nekwete The first discussion was with government departments, former LOCs and things like that, and every other press, including their own documentations and things. And mean? that has reflected in the Court of Appeal judgment copiously.
4: What reasons were
3: given by the GLC for refusing you to be joint party to that particular case against Negrit. Not. Get it right. Not joint party. I wanted to. Okay. And uh, later on, uh, they didn't want my lawyer to just come in. Mm -hmm. They said, uh, okay, so I became a witness. And so it served the same purpose. So they have all the knowledge and everything, including with my witness statement. And also their knowledge that this case has been handled all the reference they are making, there is this. A... I've shown you two court of appeal, uh, quorum, three people, unanimous decisions dealing with this matter and mentioning them copiously. The... So for them to go ahead and do this one is just to drive my name. This gentleman, Nekwe, and other people uh, are suffering because of me. Every time it's, something must be made to have Nekwe got the power to sign anything or to withdraw anything or to advise President Miss or the Chief of Staff or anything. Is it not under the, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, the Attorney General? So did the Attorney General complain that Nekwe didn't go to do case or something like that? It's the narrative of other people. If you go in there to look at the court cases, the Attorney General's own uh, witness, in the whole thing, that is big uh, 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 nine. Uh, we call it uh, witness number nine, Mr. Ahmed Musa. Mm-hmm. Persecution mm-hmm. number nine, Ahmed Musa. Go and you read everything that he has said. Okay, is it not funny that that day you arrested, so called arrest, because converted to tell you people have been arrested? Because on what basis? What mm-hmm. arrested? On what basis? I answer me. The so called purported arrest and the, the prosecution of Nekwetete and Mrs. Nekwetete, the same Attorney General issued a null prosecution A null prosecution discontinued. Then, after you have gone to the Primary Case and you've lost one, you've lost two, you've lost three, and go on court of appeal yourself, and you lose it. When you go on internal investigation, when you are barred from doing that, and disturb somebody on this basis, meaning you are journalists and you are Ghanaians. you should rise up against this nonsense. This nonsense. Some people promise to me, but they know it's phantom. I'm not part of that contract. It's phantom. If this thing should not continue, that woman and you women in this country should be able to, because many women are also beneficiaries of the same thing I've done to, to Mrs. Sindaque. Many women and many homes.
2: Let's get interactive on this matter by bringing in a uh, private legal practitioner, Martin Pegbu. On this, grateful to you, sir, for joining us here. Now, the Alfred Woyomesh is speaking after after this decision by the Ghana Legal Council to disbar Mr. Nekwe Tete. He says what he did was for humanitarian purposes, not to bribe Nekwe Tete. Your thoughts? Yeah, so, um,
6: could you look. Right? It's not possible, it's not legally allowed for Mr. William to do what he did at the time. It's indefensible. That's how come, and so putting it plainly, it's against the ethics of the profession. That's how come the General Legal Counsel found Mr. Nequitite uh, liable. He needn't have done so. Look, if, I mean, well, I don't, okay, let's put it this way. If it was so genuine, it need not have come from Mr. Woyomey himself. He could have asked a friend to do that. Not when Mr. Nequitete had something to do with the case. You can't, there's no way he can justify it. And you see, let, let's look at it, You Kujo. It's sometimes silence is golden. You don't need to speak. I'm even wondering why uh, Woyomey is speaking, because the more he speaks, then the more he reminds us about how he is embarrassed um, as, as a nation with what he did. Yeah, because, you know, as he is even talking now, if he has money to give on humanitarian grounds, the first question he should be asking is that, has he finished paying back the judgment debt? You see, so when he speaks, then he reminds us, he's taking us for food. Has May paid the judgment debt? That money that he was paid to, you know, the Supreme Court held in the civil case on review that he should refund that money Has he finished paying because the last time I knew some of his company assets uh uh those were attached and all that but I know that he hasn't finished paying so he should learn how to keep quiet
2: oh, but but but, but he, he did this when the case was still being heard the determination had not come yet he says necrotete was only accompanying the AG to court and therefore I mean, he didn't have that much influence on the case. So helping his wife never meant that he wanted to interfere in the case.
6: No, you see, it may well be. But, you see, when it comes to conflict of interest, when it comes to matters like this, it's not always the real one, but it's also what apparent. It may be the optics. He says now, you see, he's saying the equator used to follow a chief state attorney. He said he was just babysitting AG. Hey, Chief State Attorney, that's the highest... I mean, not... uh, Yes, from Chief State Attorney, you go to Solicitor General or DPP. So it's a very senior position. So it's untenable to say that Neque was just babysitting AG. No, he shouldn't... That's why I said that Mr. Woyumi needn't have spoken. Especially when he still hasn't finished paying the judgment debt. Elsewhere, he would have been in jail, even Mm -hmm. in civil matters. The thing in china he would have been working free and having the effrontery to say all these things that he's saying no wonder our country is backward like this that we can not develop because people like that have have access to state money they've spent and now they can come on review and say anything that they like i mean come on what's what's we what only doing with this he should just stay out of this matter he's had his but, chance he blew it mm-hmm. our state money is still with him so if he wants to contribute to such debates. He must make sure that he's finished paying even the last Peswa. Then mm. he can give his personal lectures and opinions. But, but, but what, what, what if, now is disturbing.
2: What if he's being truthful that, in fact, and indeed, he only did that to help the woman who was in need of, of, of an emergency and not really to have caused inequity to influence the case in any way on his behalf?
6: Uh-huh. So let me repeat. It's good. Sometimes the repetitions help. So, could you? I mentioned that,
5: mm.
6: yes, it may well be true that in truth, that is it, right? But the optics, we are talking about the optics, you don't do that. Mm. Because for this, it's brought the high standing of the legal uh, uh, profession into disrepute. The dignity of the profession has been brought down. That is what the General Legal Council is saying. As soon as. Anybody hears it that, ah, the lawyer for the government has received money from the accused or defendant. They say, the first thing is that, oh, then the case is compromised. Oh, then they are compromising him, you see. So that's that first thing. So either real or apparent. And I made the analogy to you that it's also in the Constitution, Article 284. So you see that when we talk about conflict of interest, which is very close also to what he did, and another way, it could have been held for violation of the conflict of uh, interest rules. And in that case, you see that they'll tell you that real or apparent, so, or likely. So listen to this, Article 284, just briefly. It says, a public officer shall not put himself in a position where his personal interest conflicts, that's the actual, yeah. or is likely to conflict with the performance of the functions of his office. So you see that likely, so that's the optics part. As soon as anybody hears it, they say, oh, no, 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 no. Then he has been compromised. He's going to throw the case. He's going to suppress evidence. He's going to do everything within his power to help Woyumi. So that one, we may never know. That's how come Woyumi shouldn't have done that in the first place. Mm. so you're saying that i mean his
2: one of his argument is that okay so that was my own money why is everyone talking about it but, but you are saying that because mr equity had something to do with the case even though it was his money it still shouldn't have gotten into the account of someone related to him
6: absolutely that is it because we can never tell because the rule is in two parts. Uh, even the bringing the bar into disrepute. What he was charged with, uh, Regulation 22 of the old rules, Li 619. That's the one that he was charged with. Uh, listen, bringing down the dignity of the bar and the high standing of the bar. Yes, as soon as anybody sees or uh, hears about the facts, they say, "Oh no, 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 no! Why has this lawyer done this?" Then it means that the bar is affected. Everybody. So it cannot be justified. The humanitarian is not enough excuse to embarrass the whole bar. That's not enough. Assuming why did he have to do it himself? So is he saying that as Mr. Uyumi, he doesn't know any friend that he could have spoken to for that friend to help?
2: Okay. Now, now, so, so, so you're saying that now that he's even started speaking, we should go and ask if he has been able to finish paying the judgment debt. Is, Absolutely. Who, hmm. whose, work, whose work is it to now come and tell us whether or not he's paid? And, and and I mean, who should make that move to find out how much of that money has he paid?
6: Good. So, Hojo, um, what I understand you're is you're talking about hard law. But let's also remember that there's no society where you can have... Every conceivable law to cover every situation. In this case, there is law. But I'm just saying that there are some of the things, there is what we call ANA. In our society, that is what is lacking. Personal
0: ethics, Anna. Elsewhere, okay, there are- Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.
1: Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply.
4: Investing involves
1: risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.
6: Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este
0: comenzará en tu mente. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para
3: vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. That people have is even
6: stronger than the hard metal law. So. To say that well the attorney general has not chased me that's why I've not paid the balance would sound illy Mr. Mr. Uh, Math doesn't he know that he owes so there is also personal honour Article 41 says that citizens should do what everything to protect state resources so if state resources are with you and the attorney general has not come what is wrong with you also walking up there and offering it don't we have honour? So let's be careful not to say that, oh, the law doesn't say I should send the money. No, as a citizen, a good citizen, Article 41 means that take it to the state if the state hasn't come after you.
2: Okay, so, I mean, uh, being a good citizen, he should do that. But still stay with me, because it mm-hmm. appears tonight that minister de- ministers designate, uh, and especially the minister designate for works and housing, Kujo Ponkroma, and the other reassigned ministers have a major hurdle to cross before they face Parliament's appointment committee. This is because NDC MP for South Dayi, Roxanne Nelson, is threatening to head to the Supreme Court if a number of reassigned ministers and deputies are not brought before parliament for prior approval. Five ministers of state were reassigned to other ministries while a deputy minister was also reassigned. But Roxanne Nelson-Dafiamapo is arguing that the president's letter stated that the ministers had been relieved of their duties and so any new appointment, even of the same persons, must be subject to parliamentary approval. We'll hear from the MP shortly. First, though, parliamentary Affairs correspondent, Kweku Asante, joins me with further contest. Kweku, take us through the letter from the president on this ministerial reshuffle.
7: Well, um, um, Kojo Brace, if you look at the press release that was put out by the communications directorate of the Jubilee House, it said, A, exit from office and reads the president of the republic has relieved the following ministers and deputy ministers of their portfolios in government with immediate effect mm. and that include kojo pong that include francis and the other ministers and deputies who have been reassigned Roxanne Nelson in the argument is that if you read this the president clearly said he has sacked these persons and so if you are reappointing these persons they must come to parliament for vetting and approval. Mm. The challenge though is that this is the press release that was put out by the communication director of the Jubilee House. Mm-hmm. The letter that was written under the hand of the president to the speaker. To the speaker, they not couch it in these terms. Okay. They just simply stated that these are the persons have now appointed. Those are the persons who have to come for vetting. And those ones that he is informing parliament about mm. that these persons will have to will have to as it were be reassigned to other ministries, so, so there is a certain chasm difference mm. in what Eugene Hain signed and put in the public domain, and, what the, and the letter that the president sent mm. directly to the president. But let's listen to the argument of the member of parliament.
4: Let me anchor this matter within the premise of Article One of the Constitution, Mr. Speaker. Article One of the Constitution is the fact that the office of a Minister of State or a deputy minister shall become vacant if a his appointment is revoked by the president. Mr. Speaker, the president issued a letter publicly indicating the number of ministers that he has whose appointments he has revoked with immediate effect. Mr Speaker, the the meaning can only be that those number of ministers and the names of the ministers whose names appear on that release, they be immediately relieved of their post. But, Mr. Speaker, a very strange happening. The, 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 the communication proceeded further to say that some five ministers, whose names appeared among those who have been relieved of their post immediately, have rather been reassigned. Mr. Speaker, by oppression of law, when the president says that he has revoked your appointment, you are no longer a minister of state. You are no longer a minister of state. And so there's no way the president can say that he is reassigning those persons. So I am saying, on the authority of the Constitution, that those persons appointed have been revoked by the president. But the, pres- but the Constitution mandates him to reappoint them. But that reappointment must be subject to the parliamentary scrutiny of this house. This call is not here, Mr. Speaker. We'll proceed, we'll proceed to the Supreme Court for interpretation.
2: Well, so that's uh, and uh, N- Nelson Roxin and Dafia Mepo there. Mm. Now, what has been the response of the majority
7: to this? Well, the majority leadership said this is much ado about, mm. according to Deputy Majority, Alexander Pedraman, you have to construe. According to Alexander Fenio Makin, you need to construe the entire letter that was sent by the president in whole. Mm. And also really ham on the point that Russell Nelson effect may be relying on the wrong documents to make his arguments.
3: Mr. Speaker, the, the basic rule of interpretation is that we look at the document as a whole. We don't have to disjointly read. When we disjointly read the document, we are likely to mislead those who uh, to listen to us the president used one communication to communicate his intent and his decision the words he used were relieved that he has relieved them of their portfolio roxon you would have to keep quiet and listen that he has relieved them of their portfolio in government and in the same communication the next paragraph, he again conveyed to us that these people have been reassigned. Anyway, you are free to go to the Supreme Court. Mr Speaker, I won't believe
2: well, so that's uh, the uh, Deputy Majority Leader there. Now joining us on the line now is MP for South, Dai, Roxy Nelson-Dafia um, uh, Grateful to you, sir, for joining us. Uh, we also have the MP for South, uh, Asante Kim North, MP uh, Andy Apia Kubi, and we know the Martin Pebu is still with us here. Let me start with you, Nelson-Dafia Makbo. Um, have you seen the letter the President wrote to the Speaker, on which he's communicating the, the new arrangement?
8: Yes, uh, clearly, the president wrote this communication to parliament. Uh, it's not different from his communication to the general public. What he has done is that those that he has termed as new appointees are those that he has communicated to parliament for purposes of parliamentary scrutiny and vetting. He has clearly left out those that whose names feature and the, the supposed umbrella term, reassignment. But my point is very simple, and it's in consonance with uh, case law. If you read D.H. Mensah and Attorney General, it was a similar situation that erupted in this country in 1997. When when President Rawlings, at the time who has won a second term, um, sought to direct his the ministers that he that, that served under him during his first term to continue in office. And our president, who was then a very senior lawyer in this country, led J.H. Mensah to the Supreme Court because J.H. Mensah raised the matter that uh, there's nothing like reappointment because the Constitution is very clear in article 81. When a minister's portfolio becomes vacant, that is the end it has to be filled and when you want to fill it the constitution mandates you to fill it but there's a certain procedure the nominee must go through and that is to go through parliamentary scrutiny and subsequent appointment so whether you label them reappointment or not you have to subject them to parliamentary school i'll let you i'll let you i'll
2: let you i'll let you make the point but. The official letter that the president wrote to the speaker does not make any point about someone being sacked. He says, "Can I? I have... Can I? Can I? Can I, you are, you are mis You are misconstruing
8: the communication that was made publicly. The president doesn't need to inform Parliament in order to sack a minister. There's no such. There's no such limitation on the president. Mm. So he can sack at will, and inform the public that. I have relieved certain ministers of state of their portfolio. That is his mandate. And he has done that. He could have ended ended there, and that would be the end of the exercise. But the president proceeds to say that I am reassigning certain number of ministers. And my point is that the ministers that the president supposedly says that he is reassigning they feature among the list of ministers that whose portfolio he has revoked before. So you cannot revoke somebody's appointment, and immediately after that say that you are reassigning that person. The person has no, the person is no longer a portfolio holder. Based upon which you can
2: reassign him to another portfolio of a collateral meter. But but honourable, I I I get you. But the letter I'm holding from the president, it says following the reorganization of the government i am writing to seek parliamentary approval for the following appointment into the executive in accordance with articles 78 79 and 256 of the constitution, the constitution and he names them and then he says i am also writing to you to inform you um uh, inform you that the following ministers and deputy minister of state have been reassigned to new offices with immediate effect so i mean the the question okay. is that based on this letter it, Are you then justified to say the minister who is already a minister of state who has been reassigned to a new office should come to parliament and be re-interviewed again for a ministerial portfolio?
8: You are are missing the point. The president puts out a statement. Are you disregarding that
2: statement? Are you referring to... Because the the statement
8: signed hold on. I am hold on, mm-hmm. I am referring to the fourteenth of February statement.
2: Is that the one the, signed by the Director of Communications at the at the presidency? Exactly. But but I mean honorable, you, you know that this, there's a letter the President has written to your house giving you that the, respect. The so why aren't you basing on that? Hold on, mm-hmm. hold
8: on. The letter the President writes to the speaker is of a certain effect. The letter he he writes to the general public is also of a certain effect the president has first of all informed the ghanaian public that he has sacked a certain number of ministers is that letter to be taken serious or not is that letter is supposed to have effect or not okay
2: hold, hold for me let me bring in uh, andy api uh, andy you are you are also knowledgeable in law just like your your colleague tell me did the president err in reassigning these ministers without them necessarily uh, you know having to come to before the appointment committee Hello, Andy I, I Hello, Honourable, do I have you? Yes, I'm here. Great. So I, I, I want to find out from you whether you, the, the president had in any way in reassigning these ministers without them having necessarily to come before the appointment committee because they are already ministers.
5: It is within the mandate of the president to reassign already appointed ministers onto different portfolios. And in any case, if the president wishes to disengage any appointee, he has the prerogative to so do. But uh, the complaint is about the mood of the appointment and disappointment. And I'm sure the complaint is about uh, the disappointment and subsequent reassignment. And for me... uh, I'm sure it was not clear as to what the president's intention was as per the reading of this letter.
0: Well,
2: honorable, can, can I, can I read the letter to you? Maybe it could it could help you. Now, it's, this letter says, I trust this finds you welling and in good spirit. Following the reorganization of government, I am writing to seek parliamentary approval for the following appointment into the executive. And he names those ministers, which includes uh, uh, honorable um uh, uh you know could you upon Krumah, who's, who's uh whose name or whose pos- position has been contested here that he has to come for appointment he again says i'm writing to inform you of the following ministers and deputy minister of state who have been reassigned to new offices without immediate effect the argument is those who are ministers already should they come before the appointment committee to be vetted again or they could just assume their new office without having to come before the appointment committee
5: if the letter is In reference is only seeking to inform the um, the, uh, speaker that he is reassigning already appointed ministers. Uh, There is no need for them to come for vetting, if that is the tone of the letter. But uh, uh, in an earlier communication, I'm sure, um, uh, Honorable Daphia Mepo said that uh, part of the letter indicated that they have... um, Uh, withdrawn the appointments of certain ministers and on one side re-engaging seven ministers into different portfolios i'm sure that is the Mm. bone of contention. but Mm. if it is just a letter informing the speaker of reassignment of already appointed ministers of state then they don't need to come to parliament for debate. Okay. Uh, Let me bring
2: in Martin Pebuya. Martin, so you've listened to the argument from both sides. Um, These are ministers already who have been given new offices. Should they go before an appointment committee or shouldn't
6: they? Uh, If we are using um, the Supreme Court decision in JH Men's Service, Attorney General, 1996-97 Supreme Court, then in that case, they have to go for... uh, Prior approval. That's what the Supreme Court held. And let's just read a short part of it. It says that um, the effect of Article seventy-eight and seventy-nine of the nineteen ninety-two Constitution was that the President's nominations for appointment as ministers or deputy ministers—listen uh-huh, to this—whether retained or new. So you see, whether retained or new, required. The prior approval of Parliament, you see. So what you're looking is that the and he says that the article did not draw a distinction between fresh and reappointed ministers. Neither did it exempt and listen to this side. You see, neither did it exempt any category of nominees from the requirement of prior approval. So the key thing is that. Once what you're going to do was not what you were doing previously, I think it's caught within the entailment of this decision so that you require prior approval. And let's further quickly add two points. When they say approval, in this same J.H. Mensah case, that is a Supreme Court decision, it doesn't always require the full vetting and all that. No, it's within the powers of Parliament to agree that this for those who have already been vetted, but they are just uh, uh, transferring them or switching them around. They can just do a voice vote to say they approve. You don't need a long interview session. It's within the powers of parliament to say that, look, this is the thing. They can just uh, approve them by voice vote. Okay. okay? okay. Then secondly, also this same judgmental mental decision showed that when somebody has been nominated before because parliament will take some time to organize to vet them etc they can also act in the interim they okay. can act mm.
2: Thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining us here on uh, this uh, d- discussion. But just before we take a leave of you on Top Story, we were talking about Woyome and, uh, you know, he's saying that the GLC, disbarring uh, the nekwe uh, tete from the legal, from legal practice is just a witch hunt. Now, in this discussion, uh, Mr. Martin Pebu brought up the issue about his judgment debt that he has to pay to the state. Now, Mr. Woyeme has been uh, speaking about this to my colleague, MFA Apel. Listen.
0: and Conditions, Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.